Drew and Dan Podcast Network. The following is brought to you by the Expatriate Breakfast Burrito. Welcome to the Drew and Dan Podcast Experience. I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Oh yeah. I don't want to do your dirty work no more. I'm hey everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome oh, yeah. to the Drew and Dan Podcast. I'm Dan, that's Drew. We are here. We're live. I'm very self-conscious of saying that uh, in the intro, Dan, when we had the wives on last week. And before we started recording, uh, both Jody and Josie were um, imitating that (laughs) intro and not in like a, you know, homage, not in like a tribute. It was um, was mocking. Our husbands husbands are so stupid. (laughs) They were mocking the intro. And now I don't even feel like doing it anymore. Yeah, so, thanks a lot, Jody. Yeah, and Jody. Took uh, took the took the wind out of my sails. But uh, <laughs> that being said, you can't argue with the numbers. Engagement has never been higher. Yeah. It was our highest rated podcast true. ever. Um, it's true, Drew. Uh, we meant to say this last week, but we we had a lot of material to hit. But um, two weekends ago now, I guess uh, Josie's little brother got married. Congratulations, yeah. Grand Amanda. They're in Italy right now on their honeymoon. And I gotta say, I was. I was sitting at a lot of different tables, talking to a lot of different people. Um, the podcast the came podcast came up more than a couple times, I will say. <laughs> and there may there may be a, a collaboration in the works coming. Oh, up. nice! Um, I like it. Collab- spoiler, collaboration spo- pod. Spoiler alert! It's the Bill Simmons podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Uh, how cool! No, no, no! Same wedding good. as Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe. <laughs> Joe is there. He's an investor in Finati Machinery. He was our, uh, our collaboration <laughs> is with, uh, I believe it's called NPR. The- <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a, a a Drew and Dan serial crossover. That's awesome. Anyways, yeah, uh, uh, we appreciated having the wives on again. Drove probably our highest rated podcast ever, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Jody and Josie should have their own show uh, without us because um, they had the best insights. Um, period. But hey, welcome to every- prof- <laughs> oh, go ahead. everything they said. I was like, oh, oh gosh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah that's better. That's better than what we've ever said. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> but welcome to the preferred <laughs> podcast um, of the Philadelphia Phillies bullpen. It was a tough day That's for the right. Philadelphia Phillies bullpen. So we hope to the relievers listening that yeah. this podcast lifts your spirits. We do it for you. We know y'all are listening. So mm-hmm. shout out to you guys. Um, and welcome to new Philly, Noah Syndergaard. Um, <laughs> we know you'll probably catch up on the last couple of weeks of the podcast yeah. during your various plane flights and stuff. And yeah, very, very cool. <laughs> yep. Yep. This podcast is, is sponsored, um, you know, in part, as we, you know, by the expatriate breakfast burrito, people ask me that all the mm-hmm. time, Dan, why is it sp- sponsored by the expatriate breakfast burrito? And, uh, since that item, you know, rest in peace does not exist anymore, but expatriate still being the hottest spot in the city of Portland for food and beverages, uh, it's that, the best. that food item, it gave us so much life uh, for the period mm-hmm. of time that it existed, that it just continues to give us life to this day. That is why. That's the story. Drew, I don't want to over romanticize this, but I feel like the very first time you and me went to the expat brunch, which this is 
kind of funny. We thought it was going to be slant and it was, it was very full by the way, but we showed up like an hour early because we thought there was going to be like a line down the street. We were just sitting in Drew's Jeep watching everyone walk by. Wonder but, when the lines are going to start to form. We don't want to be the first in line. That's too eager. And it turns out there was no line. We just walked in. But I feel like, don't you feel like this podcast was conceived at some at oh, some absolutely. point at expat absolutely uh at, at brunch uh over breakfast burrito um it, yep. it, you know trying it, it birthed, every it birthed the drew and dan pod it sponsored the drew and dan pod and uh yeah continues to fuel us to this day um yeah so yeah also sponsored of course as always by zip recruiter zip recruiter <laughs> for all your hiring <laughs> needs um but let's get and, into it and I mean, simply safe Dan, there's a lot, uh, mm-hmm. a lot going on in the Bachelorette this season. There's, um, I mean, it, it's it's a bewildering season. I mean, we touched on this last week, so we don't have to rehash this. But like, is it enjoyable to watch, or is it just kind of painful to watch? It is. It's definitely more painful than enjoyable right now, and I, I think I'm. I still like it as a season, but I feel like the first three or four episodes of every season are are so fun because there's so many dudes that you're like, you think you have a shot, but you're clearly going to get cut. You're clearly just here because there was like a worse guy than you that got cut last week. But I feel like a lot of the fun has been taken out of these first couple of weeks because the girls are so traumatized. And yeah. They're getting traumatized over and over again. Yeah. It's it is hard to watch. Um, yeah, just the the processing going on, the insecurities on full display, the unraveling that's happening. Um, usually, mm. on some level, the unraveling is the best part. Um, but um, yeah, in this case, it doesn't. It feels like they were just set up in a in a lose lose situation. Um, Rachel Rachel made a comment later on in the episode that I thought was really interesting and kind of gave me a window into like oh yeah it must be really hard she said she felt more um more appreciated and valued in by clayton in clayton season than she does as the bachelorette in this season which is like it's sort of true you know like she up until the very end they have like a dating relationship whatever but now yeah, it's just she's been rejected like for her friend multiple times. Because yeah. it's one thing to be rejected; being rejected sucks. No one like wants to be rejected, but haven't been. But being... I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. So- sounds like it sucks, but yeah, I'll just have to take your word for it. Go ahead. <laughs> but you know, it's like it's adding all these different layers to it. It's there, Rachel especially. She's completely becoming just unhinged. I feel like. Yeah, you know, that's actually an interesting um, kind of observation to make because, yes, she, the last, I mean, she is really, really struggling. And Gabby had her moments. Actually, last week, Gabby had her moments. But this week, Gabby seemed to be actually like doing just fine, right? Momentum, mm-hmm. happy, yeah, smiling, yeah, which does not help Rachel um, in her, in her descent, um, for lack of a better word. Um, but I mean, if I was going to, if we were going to pick like a summary statement, like for this week, there's so many like summary statements we could do, like a title for this podcast. If I was going to pick a title, I mean, where, where would we even start? There's so many, 
so many uh, balls in motion. One. You threw Jesse out. Jesse speaks you threw French. Out. Yeah. Jesse Palmer yeah. speaks French. I mean, ultimate flex. Jesse just starts speaking French randomly. No one has any clue what he's saying. Everyone knows that. But we, oui, we, oui. Jesse. <laughs> he did. He did this whole like French monologue and all the guys were watching him. And then he's like, all right, should I do it in English? They're like, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, you guys shouldn't do what you did last week to the girls. And they were like, all right, all right, all right cool. <laughs> Yeah, another idea for the podcast or for the uh, episode title would be Jesse Palmer is my youth pastor. He had very <laughs> big youth pastor energy. Big youth pastor energy. He's given a lot of fizz bumps. Uh, I really like Jesse. I'm glad he's the host. Uh, you but, and I are not qualified um, to really make authoritative statements on many things, but youth pastor energy is one we can both. Uh, we are both qualified to speak on. That's right. And we're saying that because he reminds us a lot of both of ourselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> really, uh, really fit, handsome guy. <laughs> Another title, Meatball is Back. No explanation. <laughs> There's no, we didn't get yeah. any, uh, you know, other than the end of last episode, which was a cliffhanger. They didn't pick up that, unless I missed it, Dan. They never picked up no. that cliffhanger. It was just like, Oh, I guess Meatball's back, and we don't get to see any of what transpired. Yeah, it, I mean, it was weird because he didn't get a rose, but then the clip during the credits, he also didn't get a rose, but the fact that he's back, we have to assume that he did, right? But it's weird he's, that they would we don't do know. that. He's back. Or he's doing a... a uh, it's George, right? Not Kramer that gets fired from his job and yeah, just, just shows back leave. up. He just doesn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> just keep coming. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's a so great do you episode. wanna we kind of started talking about this and we I'm okay going sort of out of order with the episode because I wanna I wanna leave a lot of time for Hayden and he was both at the beginning and the end of the episode. But um so during the Gabby's group date, the boxing match thing, at first when Rachel came in. And then her guys came in and she was like freaking out and like, no one's making eye contact with me. I was like, man, she's really starting to unravel. She's overreacting. But I didn't realize that the guys like that would have been the first time they would have seen her since traveling across the world, you know, Yeah. which it could have only been a couple of days, but still it, it, it is strange that no one, it wasn't like she was up in a box seat, like, behind glass or something like i both i i equal parts feel like she's really starting to read into everything now and like look for reasons to be disappointed but i also think like if you're one of the dudes like the name of the game is to like go spend as much time with the girl you're after right yeah you know i see it both ways one this happens every year every season like people react this way we're like oh they're not giving me the attention that i want them to give me and actually even gabby did that when she went to the house and they started throwing the Mm -hmm. football around and she was all angry about it um but also like from the we see the tv version of what happened but like i imagine there's like probably 50 people in that room we don't see that are all working in some level of like tech and production and like mm-hmm. the guys are like told where to go and like herded in. And then there's like cameras and um, Rachel's going to be like, yeah, she's not up in a, like a block seat, but like 
it, it, I have to imagine there's some like if golf like that exists between like where you stand and then the production crew in between you and them. And it's like, you have to like cross into like what probably is some sort of no man's land. I don't know. I just feel like from their perspective, like they're like, I don't know. They have to like, maybe there's some gutsy guy that goes for it, but like, I feel like all you could do is wave across the way, Uh, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's a really weird, like, yeah, they could have waved, they could have done something, but this is also literally the show where, like, guys that want to be with The Bachelorette will, like, go to their room at night, you know, will do, like, break rules to go see them and spend time with them. So, I don't know. I uh, I think that she's for sure just, like, tripping out about everything now. Yeah. but. But it's also, I don't know. I I feel really bad for her because I I'm not sure any of the guys are like crazy about her. Yeah, a couple are. Uh, a couple are, and she like, but that doesn't seem to be enough for her. Like on her one on ones this week and last week, those guys were all in. Remember, a guy, my dad used to take me to watch the planes land, and then this guy this mm-hmm. week was like all in. Like they were having a great time. But it's like those connections aren't enough for her. She wants more, I guess, or mm. she thinks she should be getting more. Maybe she should. She's the bachelorette. Um, but, it, you know, it didn't help that she had to sit there and watch all of Gabby's guys, like, profess their love for Gabby and, like, their how much uh, how into Gabby they were before going to battle, you know, for yeah. Gabby. So, like, that was just a tough spot for her to be in. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, I mean... If, if, if we take it back a step before the group dates, right, they each had their one-on-ones um, mm-hmm. and they, <laughs> they, they, I mean, I actually thought the first 30 minutes were pretty boring. Um, and yeah. the only, the, the only part that was like kind of funny to me, I don't know if it's funny, haha, but like when Gabby was sharing her story of, you know, her, um, her re- relationship with her mom, and talking about therapy and how she's processed it in therapy, which great, good for her. Um, but the guy's response was, have you ever heard of inner child work? <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> uh, it, was like, it was like, I don't know, searching for some way to connect with that story. <laughs> that's, that's what I feel what, if you had to bet if that's been a line that Matt Ehlers has used on a date before, <laughs> would you make We could call him and find out, but he stopped taking my calls <laughs> at this hour on on Tuesday and he just refuses <laughs> to answer the phone. Um, uh, but no, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It was just such a, um, I don't know. So that, that, that was date, one, the f- one mo- Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, do you feel like that date, because I felt really bad for that guy like the whole time. He was just so shy. Like, they had no connection and Gabby was trying really hard too, which I, I'm happy she tried hard because she eventually got him out of his shell where a lot of times people just get frustrated. And like, as soon as they sit down for dinner, it's like, this not, isn't working out, but it felt like at the end, they really connected over the counseling stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, from what they showed us, it looked like it was not going well and then it went great. But when, um, mm-hmm. Wasn't it in between though, when she talked to Rachel, like when they met up at the cafe and she told Rachel, like, 
oh, I'm in love. So I was like, okay, clearly this is going better than it looked like it was going. Because it looked like it was going oh, yeah. terrible. Because Rachel came by with the guy she was on the date yeah. with, right? Yeah. Hmm. But I don't I mean, so I think it was just edited weird to make the guy look way more yeah. awkward than he clearly was. Because Gabby seemed to be really into it by that point. That's true. Because he was in the he was in the end credits scene. And it seemed like they were having a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the first part of the show, I was like, oh, this is going to be a long episode. But then things really started to take off and we got some, you know, we got some good fireworks. Um, you know, we had, obviously we talked about the boxing group day where Rachel really was struggling uh, from that point on. And then can we talk about Rachel's date? Because that was yes. so weird, Dan. It was so weird. It was, it was the most bizarre yeah. thing. Like from the get go before Rachel got there when those people were just making out like crazy. And then it was like, all of a sudden they had to do like the flirting, like which yeah. I still don't quite understand what was going on. Like, <laughs> but, but the guy literally like, I would not have been surprised if she was like, my name's Rachel. I'm the bachelorette and welcome to Jackass. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like that. sniffing each other's armpits. Yeah, it was this. so strange. Like, I don't even like the whole thing was really, really uncomfortable. And the guys were trying to be like, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to really go for it. But like they ended up doing the weirdest things like on yeah. an already weird date. It was like nothing about and none this. of them are like none of them are like charismatic enough to make it like a joke you know yeah i was thinking about like remember andrew s from katie season who like everyone loves and wants yeah. to be on bachelor in paradise i feel like he's a dude that would like he would just immediately go and like make it really light and like have enough i don't know charisma to to make it funny at least but it's yeah i i always think those dates are weird this one was especially weird the couple making out was really weird. Yeah. Everything the, was so yeah. strange. And then, yeah. It, so it, it brings us to Hayden, right? Oh my gosh. I've yeah. I've been looking so, forward to this. So Hayden, I mean, he's gotta be like pushing like top 10 bachelor bachelorette villain status. Right. Because he mm -hmm. is, I mean, obviously a jerk. He's clearly a liar. Uh, he's a manipulator. He, I mean, what else can we say about Hayden? I mean, he looks like Joel Osteen, so he's got a lot of strikes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just kind of four strikes. Uh, I mean, what, I mean, <laughs> what, what, what is, first of all, how has he even gotten this far, right? After what he said to Gabby and both Rachel and Gabby were so offended, but he's only even here in Paris, I think, because Rachel had already been rejected on three roses and she was uh -huh. so terrified of being rejected a fourth time. She gave her last rose to Hayden, right? Yeah. It was a did. guy they, they almost sent home the night before that just for mm -hmm. being who he is. So, I mean, he, the fact that he's even here is crazy, but I mean, what's your take on yeah. the whole Hayden thing? No, I think <clears throat> to your point of like, how has he stuck around this long? I think a smooth talker can stay around for a few weeks, right? Because it it takes a while before people in the house start to be like, oh, this guy's super messed up. Um, also, this has been the one time that I can recall in a season of The Bachelor Bachelorette where 
the guys tattletailing on other guys in the house is actually like working and not losing them credibility. Yeah. Because every season that happens, but then they all get sucked into the drama. And it's like, even if the person they want to leave leaves before them, they're not far after where this is a weird season where I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't change Gabby and Rachel's minds about the guys at all. Yeah. Um, But dude, Hayden, it there's, we should just, go into the whole thing because there's the beginning of the episode stuff and then the end of the episode stuff and both are crazy for so many reasons but i mean at the beginning the dude was he was comparing them both to his ex and being like they don't hold a candle to her yeah which which is is like a crazy thing to say (laughs) on a show where you're being taped all the time like there's a camera in front of you like it makes me wonder was that calculated like does he want his ex to see that and like was that the move like like is he playing for paradise and you know maybe try to you know send a shout out to his ex in the process i don't know like why would you do that how would you say that like no one's that dumb right i mean maybe they are i think he might be like he Unless if he's like so, so calculated that it's just on another level. Like I even felt like when he was talking to Gabby um, where she got super mad at him and we thought he was going to go home. Like I felt like he was just being super dumb and like somewhere maybe trying to say something nice, but it's just completely, completely lacking any empathy or self-awareness of what (laughs) what you're saying about other people and to other people's face you know yeah but but yeah he he compared them to his ex loves his ex clearly which is super weird he also said like what was the thing he said about about her being rough around the edges rough around the edges, but then like not having to put up with this S about Gabby and Rachel and that there's like a lot of things he rattled off in yeah. quick succession. I was kind of like, Whoa. Yeah. And so I thought that I thought the editing on him, this episode was great because it planted that seed in the beginning. You're like, man, this guy's terrible. And then it all yeah. came to a head at the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And so he sits down with Rachel <laughs> Pulls out the book. So the guy brings a photo album of his dog who, you know, who, first of all, has did a you, medical condition. Did you see what was kind it? of dog it was? Uh, I did not. I didn't but either. we know his name is Rambo. And um, you know what? Let's just start it now. Hashtag free Rambo. Rambo doesn't have uh-huh. that many days left uh, if Rambo is still with us. And we need to we need to free Rambo from the clutches of this guy who claims to love Rambo. But one, he went on the show knowing Rambo's condition Two, he brought a photo album of Rambo, not for his own sake, but to use it as a tool of manipulation to be like, this is the moment where I'm going to share about my dying dog's condition. And hopefully that'll win me some points in her favor. That should cost mm-hmm. you all the points, dude, because you shouldn't be on the show if you love your dog that much and your dog is in that kind of situation and three, he brought his dogs. He like took his dog's favorite Dude, toy. I'm so happy away you from it, on this, dog, I was and brought this. it on the show. And it's like, dude, 
when I carry this part of it around with me. So you you mangled the toy, you <laughs> chopped up the toy, like so that's your dog, your dying dog's favorite toy, and you took not only did you remove yourself, you took his favorite toy. Like who are you? Like are you a complete psychopath? Like can you imagine taking one of Quinn's like stuffed animals that she sleeps with or whatever on a business trip? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, she can't sleep Sucker. without this thing, but yeah. it's like really like important. For I miss her, so here. I'll take this thing that she loves, and so she can't yeah. have it. It's like, dude, hey, <laughs> you are the worst. And um, the Drew and Dan podcast is going to start a Kickstarter to free Rambo. That's right. Get free. We're going to raise funds. We're going to get Rambo a new home. Um, and for now, Matt Ehlers has agreed to foster Rambo, um, in the meantime, thank you, Matt, thank uh, you. Matt, you, you, Matt, you're a good friend of the pod. You're a good friend to all animals. And thank you for taking also, you'll Rambo never in. listen to this, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for taking Rambo in and, um, yeah, we appreciate you, but, uh, you okay, need to get Rambo Drew, away from Hayden. Was, I think the funniest moment in all bachelor bachelorette history happened tonight at the end when rachel it was meatball that told her all the stuff that he said right yeah um so meatball told rachel rachel went and grabbed hayden hayden oh, can dude, i talk I already to you know. i already know this i was like dying laughing uh she pulls him aside he's like hey what's up she goes do you know what this is about it's like it's about rambo <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine it's about Rambo. Her reaction, this is actually the, one of the only times I've ever liked Rachel ever, is when her, she's just like, like, like when he said, is this about, this is about Rambo. Her reaction was like, your dog? <laughs> like she was, <laughs> the shock that she experienced in that moment was so funny. And Dude. she was like, just absolutely beside herself that one it was amazing bringing up the dog again when she didn't even she didn't fall for the manipulation the first time and then yeah. he was mad about like let's and then that's another thing we even talk about he was mad about the fact that when the other guy was like hey could i steal you she's like yes thank god and he was like she didn't even want to hear any more about rambo it's like dude you have a photo like, no album. You freak. You <laughs> took away it's like coping doll from the surgery. Free Gosh. Rambo. Rambo, if you are out there, bark twice. We will come get you. We will rescue <laughs> you. Uh we will go zero zero dark thirty on this situation and get you out of that house. Gosh. The other thing that Hayden said at the beginning, we were talking about this before the podcast, but he because he got he got busted for calling Gabby rough around the edges, like to her face, yeah. but his whole reasoning behind it, he was like, well, she said that about herself first. And yeah. so I was just saying what she, it's like, dude, how absolutely stupid are you? Like when a girl says something like that, it's because they want like affirmation that like, no, 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 you're not that way. Like you're not, <laughs> I was thinking of all the hypotheticals that we could like do like my wife, who's getting her master's degree in counseling. Every now and then she'll take a test or something, get something wrong. She's like, oh, I feel so stupid. I should have known that. It would literally, the same logic would apply if like later on in an argument, I was like, well, you're stupid. And it's like, what, what'd you do? What'd you call me? I was like, well, you said it about yourself earlier. So yeah. like anything yeah. else, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, dude, Hayden has big problems, obviously. It, like the way he left, honestly, Dan, when he even on his way out the door we started talking about his dog again like uh, it made me wonder if it was just a troll like if his whole thing was just a troll like if he was just 
Like, like he can't, this can't be real. This can't be serious. Like you're just here to screw around. He had to like, I mean, maybe not, who knows, but the Rambo stuff was crazy. I hope Rambo's yeah. okay. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, kind of the last thing to touch on is Logan, where he is wanting to do the flip. He's wanting to flip um, from Rachel to Gabby. Rachel's already been rejected multiple times for Gabby. Rachel's already spiraling, I mean, deeper and deeper into the abyss. Mm. And now this guy uh, wanted to talk to her in the moment. It's actually probably a good thing they canceled the cocktail party after all the Hayden stuff went down. But then mm. he took the rose and his his reasoning was, well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully no one's too mad, right? I mean, I'd be a fool not to take this rose and try and get more time with Gabby, right? As he takes Rachel's rose. It's like, dude, this, I mean, is this going to end well? I mean, there's no Gosh. chance. I mean, in the scenes from the next episode, it looks like he just goes right in to <laughs> Gabby's side of dude. So it must I mean, be It's that such bad. a bad move to take that rose and to think like everything's going to be fine because like you're taking away her opportunity to explore something with somebody else, right? Like yeah. someone else is going to get, is being sent home for you to take that rose only to tell her, Hey, do you think I can make the switch to Gabby? Is that cool? It's like, no, that's not cool. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> what a mess. It's like it, there's so many things about this season that it's like, Oh, we didn't think this through. We didn't think this through. And they're like forever damaging these women, especially Rachel. Uh, you know, I, I feel like Gabby is sort of damaging Nate, you know, I think, what do you mean? I think Nate is all in and you can just see every time the camera cuts to him, this guy is just like on the edge of his seat. He's totally like gonzo over this, over this girl. And I think she like sees that and she's into him, but I think just any other guy that doesn't have a daughter is going to have the advantage over him. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's interesting. You say that that's interesting. You say that because I actually had in my notes that I, I don't really buy what Nate's selling. There's just something, okay. I don't know if it's because he hate, I don't know if it's because he hangs with like the bachelor crew, you know, but there's, I just don't totally buy it. I see him kind of being like a, a Dale type on Claire season, you know, who's like, yeah, can say all the right stuff. He's doing but, it for the gram. He's doing it for the gram. Yeah, maybe. And he might, he might end up with her at the end, but I think it Dude, might be no way. She's not going to choose him. She's not going to choose him. Yeah, she, doesn't want that. she doesn't want to play that role. Well, the good news for her is his daughter's clearly not a big part of his life. So. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> she won't we, need to see her that much. We 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 have discussed that for sure. Yes. But um, yeah, any I mean, so heading out of this episode, um, I know we 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 feel sorry for the girls for the situation they're put in. Do the the producers aren't looking good in this? Jesse Palmer is trying to do what he can to make everything. If work. he speaks more French, everyone will be yeah. just fine. Um, I mean, any, uh, any predictions or any thoughts going forward, or is it just kind of at this point, buckle up and hang on for the ride? Yeah. I, I feel like this episode, even though there's still some like 
not to steal Hayden's phrase, but stuff that's rough around the edges. Um, I feel like it's definitely kind of kicking into gear. It feels like the bachelorette again, you know? Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm really curious how long this season will be. Cause there's, is there like five guys left on each side? It seems like it's getting whittled down quick, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So they either are going to have to do a couple weeks without bouncing anybody, or it's going to be hometowns in like two weeks. Yeah, this is moving quickly. Right. Um, <clears throat> a few minutes left, Dan. Is anyone from this season going to land on paradise? My guess is meatball. Oh, meatball would be a great I paradise gonna, game. I think we're going to see meatball in paradise. Any other thoughts? Yep. Yeah. Meatball for sure. He'd be great. Um, yeah, it's hard. I feel like all the dudes that have gotten kicked off so far, like barely knew him. I don't, if, I think Ma- if, if Nate is auditioning, like you say, for, you know, to build up his status and his current uh-huh. followers, I mean, Nate could be, a, Nate could be the next bachelor, honestly. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I feel like that dude, Mario, who's still around, I feel like he'd be a good paradise guy. Which Mario, this is such a little detail. You probably don't remember it. But uh, when they were like getting ready to leave LA and packing up, they were like showing the guys closing their suitcases. Mario had the most chaotic energy when closing his suitcase. He had it standing up like vertical but it was open and he was shoving clothes in from the bottom and zipping it from the top. So I was like, have you ever gone anywhere in your life or used a suitcase before? I'd nominate him for paradise just so we could see him pack up his suitcase. (laughs) Yeah. That's I did not. I'm going to go back and watch. Yeah. Go back. It's around the, it's around the 15 minute mark. I'm a I'm a I'm a bit of a traveler myself, kind of a suitcase aficionado. So I'm oh I'm gosh. curious about his technique. Maybe maybe <laughs> there's something that he's onto that I need to understand. I need to understand his method and his madness before I make any judgments. <laughs> but yeah, as far as this episode, it was it was intense. I feel like everyone's been really intense this season, but. Uh, we got a great response, uh, so far, especially as I mentioned the episode of our wives, but tweet at us if we're missing something, uh, if you agree with us, disagree with us, get at us on Twitter at Drew Martin, that's D-R-U and at Deo Tree spelled just like you think it's spelled. (laughs) (laughs) It's spelled like, spelled like it sounds. The traditional Deo Tree. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> D-A-Y-O with a tree on the end. Um, let us know uh, if you're watching, if you're listening, who the favorites are. Agree with us, disagree with us. Let's uh, let's let's stir the pot. Let's stir the melting pot and mm. uh, and just kind of yes. see what happens. Um, Dan, I told you that Twitter reached out to me, right? To uh, have me. Oh, look at that. Time is almost up. There's super users. We'll see survey. you guys next. I will. I will uh, I was I'm so. Being... <laughs> I feel like you were trying to bother our group chat by sending that, so I purposely didn't ask what it was. But I was thinking about it all day. What was it? I am scheduled. Twitter is paying me um, to interview me on. I don't know exactly what. I'll Shut update up. the pod. I no. swear they didn't tell. It's it's on no, Twitter. It's about Twitter, and okay, hold on I don't know. Second. They're they're surveying users and they're paying us 
Um, and I don't have oh serving answers. users, uh, influential users. I believe uh, how, highly how do you know it's influential users well, and not okay. just a I'm, user? Well, I'm reading in between the lines a little bit. Like they, they didn't oh. use the word influencer. <laughs> I might have, I'm, but they sort of implied it. I mean, we also. Else, I don't know if we. I don't know if we shared this on the podcast before, but was it Brandon Cavender who, uh, when we were in spring training, we were all looking at our Twitter analytics, and Nate Bishop, of course, had like millions of views or whatever. And, and, I did and Brandon's like, <laughs> Brandon was like the only, <laughs> the only <laughs> tweets of mine that had zero activity are when I tweeted about your guys's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> engagement level zero that that was yeah. in a in a dry spell all mba no bachelorette yeah. you know you know our analytics and our metrics go sky yeah, high yeah, when yeah. we talk bachelor bachelorette so uh-huh. to the thousands of subscribers out there we see you we love you we appreciate you uh, also rest in peace vince Coley, a legend as a giants fan i'll echo that to vin and I stay here just to say I'm a fool to do your dirty work Oh yeah I don't want to do your dirty work no more I'm a fool to do your dirty work Oh yeah